Hi, I'm Sorry Man Kennedy, chief editor and host of CMN Pod. And I am your co-host. Co-host. We wanted to apologize for the unprofessional behavior that we display during the following episode of the CMN Pod. Sometimes we forget that these conversations are intended for a listening audience. <laughs> the opinions of the CMN pod are oftentimes controversial, but many times they seem to uh, degenerate for the sake of humor. We would just like to remind everyone listening that our actual opinions on the many, many issues of politics, the occult community, and the Carter family are much more nuanced than they may appear. And we would like to sincerely apologize to the Carter family for the many things we say about the, um, the, about resting and, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Mr. Carter, play the fucking episode. <laughs> Ran it. The first AR was the Great Spirit. In the second AR, men knew me as the Horn God, Pangenitor, Panthage. In the third AR, I was the Dark One, the Devil. In the fourth AR, men knew me not, for I am the Hidden One. In the fifth aeon, I appear before you as Baphomet, the god before all gods who shall endure to the end of the earth. In this new aeon, I appear to you as C.M.N. Imagine that there is a brilliant white light just above is commentary on the magic art. In the year of the primal form, the dawn of terrestrial birth. Oh, that was very educational. Now magic will take place. Don't be fooled by what I just said. Welcome, everyone. I'm Samarium Kennedy, and this is Chaos Magic News, the space balls of podcast. <laughs> Joining me this... <laughs> Joining me this week is my out of this world co-host, Jock Strap Valet. How you doing? The truth Valet? is out there, dear listeners. <laughs> That's such a terrible name. Like I absolutely love it, but it's it's one of those things that if you don't know, if you don't get the reference, it's like I don't get this. And if you do get the reference, you're like, this is a terrible joke. Very, very. Uh, well, th- you know what. If you don't think that joke is funny, just get over yourself. There, throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> well, you're not going to you're not going to find the rest of this episode very funny either. So you that's the that's that's we our have set uh, that's the our bar great, here. That's our barrier for entry. Like if you can't handle the jock strap joke and, you know, abandon all hope ye who enter here. If you can't handle me at my jockstrap, you don't deserve me at my belay. <laughs> if you um, can't handle you my jockstrap, it's, you know, that's probably a good call. It's a little unsanitary. Oh, God. You How doing are right, you though? doing? Good? Oh, I'm fucking terrible. It's been a bad week. Same, fam. 
Yeah, honestly, you know, the I love worst you, part though. about this is we told everyone, <laughs> we told everyone we were going to go to um, bi-weekly episodes, but in order for this episode to still be relevant, I'm going to have to abandon that immediately and just put out the next episode, which isn't out as of recording this, and then I'm going to have to put this one out, like, fairly quickly afterwards, otherwise everyone's going to forget about all the shit we're talking about. Why did we decide to do a news podcast? Whose stupid-ass idea was this? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? I don't even give a fuck. Hi, I'm Johnny Francis, CMN contributor. The following section was removed for legal reasons of slander and general bad taste. Well, we're definitely going to have a brisk episode this week because we just cut out like 20 minutes of conversation right there. That's true. Okay. Dear listeners. Okay. (laughs) You have no clue what we're talking about. Don't worry. In like a couple months, you'll know. Right. Anyway. So we have a, like I said at the top there, um, we have a lot of interesting news to talk about. You know, yeah. more so just because they're really big cultural phenomenas right now. So we got to talk about everything's them. falling apart. <laughs> yeah. But in order to get to that the land, this the land and the air are both fucked. Now we just need a weird news story about the ocean. So it's land, sea and air disaster and we'll be set. Uh, you know what? I kind of have something that might make that work. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't worry. No, no, no realm will be left unburned. Uh, this is the end times. All of our Patreon supporters will be receiving with their $10 a month membership the CMN Apocalypse Preparedness Kit. It's got, you know, a pot for you to piss in for when you don't have a pot to piss in. And then it's, it's got a window for you to throw it air. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. But in order to get to the news, as always... We ha- you got to get through your intro topic. How, how are you going to have any of your news if you don't eat your intro topic? <laughs> We're definitely going to eat it on this intro topic. I'll tell you that. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're so negative. So we're going to have a little, a little tidbit and talk about sort of the relationship between psychology and magic. And hopefully we won't meander on it too much. But I think the reason this started is because I made a funny meme. <laughs> <laughs> that's how all of this started was a funny meme. that's how most things here start but i i i wrote a thing that was some basically occultists use the term shadow work like it came from the atlantean secret chiefs instead of a 20th century psychologist who slept with his patients and <laughs> i think that's accurate well it's not a, i think that's accurate those that is an accurate statement But the point isn't that shadow work is bad and you shouldn't do it. The point isn't that Carl Jung is bad and you shouldn't do Jungian psychology, but you should recognize that one of them is psychology and psychology is not necessarily an occult practice. I I think the conflation of occultism and psychology in the last part of Cause it's not even like Jung. Jung is very big on that. Like um, so many people are into Jung almost as an afterthought to their occult things, or almost in a way to attach spirituality to something that they feel has a lot more legitimacy to it. Which is stupid, really. <laughs> like, let's be honest. 
if your idea is that you think that Carl Jung's thought has some sort of legitimacy in actual accepted psychological circles, or maybe maybe it's even just because it's like, oh, well, it's psychology. They say it's psychology, so it's it's more respectable than just being like, I'm a spooky woo-woo. Saying you had an active imagination experience with a divine archetype doesn't really sound that much better than God talked to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't do astral projection. I yeah. have, if you think it does, it's because you have hangups about magic and psychology. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the long and short of it, isn't it? I think a lot of it actually comes down to the need to justify what you do when you talk about it to other people, where if you can, if you can obfuscate it, or be like, oh, this is just psychodrama or whatever. Maybe you don't come across like a weirdo, but you do. Just just own being a weirdo <laughs> or don't talk about it. I recommend both, a combination of both. That's something that's really common in chaos magic. I think a lot of people very quickly when they're talking to people outside of the circle of, you know, occult practice or at least occult awareness, very quickly bend backwards into the well oh i'm an agnostic and it does i don't really believe quote unquote any of this stuff but if it works what's it matter and again it's like it's a justification because you don't want to sound like you know oh i'm a nut. doing weird spooky <laughs> stuff in my yeah exactly i don't want to sound like i'm a, I'm a weird spooky guy living in my fucking um i built i built an altar in my uh in my second bedroom and i do weird stuff where i talk to spirits and i you know, um, burn lots of crazy incense and write up weird sigils and stuff. You don't want to sound like you're someone that actually does all of these sorts of things. You want to sound like someone that is above it in a way. And granted, I understand that there's certain levels of, if you do have to talk about this, maybe not saying all the crazy things you think. There's certain levels of like saying enough to get what you, get what you mean without overselling it but i do think there is a real thing uh particularly with stuff like jungian psychology where people will try to use these more these things that are perceived as more valid to believe in and as much as i love jung i'll tell you jungian psychology is some spooky woo woo stuff that isn't actually spooky woo-woo, if you know what I mean, in that it's not a cult or magic practice, but it's just as against any sort of scientific method as, as anything in the occult. Yeah, and, and for full disclosure, um, both me and Valet here were pretty, pretty actively into Jung for a number of years. We nice, were both nice. very big on that. I mean, we... And we still, still like Jung. We still, still we, find we Jung we don't super hate Jung. useful. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't even dislike Jungians any more than I like dislike any other um occult group. <laughs> There's some legitimate interesting thoughts in that community, and the, most of them are terrible. That's like everything else, right? Yeah. The vast majority of these people are regurgitating opinions from a guy who wrote a book in the 19th century. Congrats. You're in the same boat as the vast majority of occultists nowadays. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably I think a good the way. Prevalence, I think the prevalence of shadow work as a term that has taken on a life almost entirely separated from 
Young himself is well, interesting. Well, I would disagree. My point is is that I think that there's a the in the back to the point of what that particular little jab at at Gustav was. A lot of occultists walk around with positively Jungian models of not just psychology, but sort of Jungian models for uh, uh, almost the spirit and then behave as if that is something that goes back through occult tradition rather than this is a very recent phenomenon. This is a post-Freudian person. Yeah, yeah these are post-Freudian ideas. And that's the idea is that because so they say shadow, they talk about the shadow work and maybe they don't have the exact idea of Carl Jung's shadow, but in terms of what they're describing, it's literally the same stuff. It's trying to integrate those unpleasant or rejected parts of yourself. And that's, that's, that's young. (laughs) That isn't a cult. I can't think of a single, I can't think of a single occult tradition that is going to try to get you to integrate your evil. In fact, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the occult traditions, particularly in the West would be like, you need to obliterate your shadow. (laughs) You need to, you need to cat, you need to do things to purify your intent and your, and purify yourself. If you're trying to bring it inside and do something with it, then that's already bad. You know, you're supposed to banish your demons. You don't sit down and have tea with them. Yeah, and I mean, I think what I meant when I said how it's taken on a life outside of Jung is what you said. It's, the ideas are definitely there, but there are people that have never really read Carl Jung at all have just heard this term and these ideas. And like you said, they accept them as like an occult practice, that it's that it's some sort of magical thing to deal with your own repressed psyche and i really think it comes down to the the very i won't even say modern it's just the contemporary the contemporary equation of magic as like psychodrama and that comes from fucking you know crowley and goddamn anton lavey and you know there's other aspects of it and i don't think anyone would ever argue that there's not a psychological component to various occult practices, but it's very much become totalized in that there's a sizable amount of people that essentially use magic as something to deal with their own internal landscape, quote unquote, as much as I don't like that term. Right, right. Magic is DIY therapy to some people. Or even on a, an artistically romantic notion of it's delving into yourself to find all of the, you know, that's a, you, to pull out the archetypes in your muse and this, that, and the other, and to understand yourself through symbols and experience and this, that. And it honestly makes me think of these arguments where people talk about magic ultimately starting as the wisdom tradition. And I just don't think that's accurate. I think magic as a whole probably started from very much that standpoint of make something happen. I think the interesting thing there is that most people forget the rather religious character 
of where most of early magic comes from. It's the sort of idea that they're not really separate, right? There's not a, a, there's not a clear separation in much earlier times between what we would now call theology and magic and a philosophy. Yeah, I, I, I'd go with you on that. They're not separate in the same way that we can very clearly. And I think part of that's sort of the, um, the Western need to categorize things. And maybe that's what my Maybe that's what my problem is here, too, is that maybe I'm seeking to categorize one thing as psychology and one thing as magic. But well, I, I think it's I think it's different because I these people will they'll they'll use terminology and ideas and concepts that are all at the at the root just talking about psychology. And the only time they deny that is when you tell them, like, you're just like, this is just psychology with spooky woo woo dressing. And they're like, no, because. Mm -hmm. how about on a on another end the what is the psychology that is behind magic do you think i think that it depends entirely on your model as a chaos magician at least it's because there's um there's plenty of people that will that have very different ideas of psychology that operate in magical context it's not i would ultimately argue that everyone has some sort of understanding of psychology when they do magic as to the roots of it, it's uh, I mean, you're you're in for a a really really tough game there because the easiest thing to say is that magic arises out of that sort of um the same area that religion rises out of in that kind of Freudian kind of way, right? You know that man is alienated or man is disconnected from the various powers and control over his world. So he projects this idea outward that he can somehow influence that some, the thing that does have these powers and that's, you know, it's, it's the Freudian sort of thing of like, God is a, a, a remnant of the idealized father. When you're a little small child, you think your parents are, omnipotent all beings that can do everything and then at some point you realize that they're just people and that feeling gets projected outward into god mm. and that's a super basic breakdown of that idea it's a lot more complicated than that but for the for the simplified comedy podcast version of this we'll just say it's like that that's a real simple one the the one that i think really resonates with me is that is that man exists in a world where fundamentally they're always interacting with things to bring about results and sort of i sort of manipulation to bring things about whether it's in the the sort of technological controlling and framing way that Heidegger talks about it is one thing but it's hard to argue that we don't just exist in a world where we're here and there's lots of things around us. And the only way we live is by interacting with them in some sort of way. Hold on, hold on. Listeners, magic listeners, look around. Are you in fact surrounded by things? I know I am and I'm alarmed. <laughs> I didn't realize until just now. <laughs> but there's things but yeah. everywhere. <laughs> but do they look like things? Do, wait, do things look like things? Do things also sound like things? <laughs> Hermetics. 
<laughs> the hermetic principle. Things look like things and things sound like things as things look as things sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> the call ballion. <laughs> oh, boy. What about the, uh, the notion of magical thinking? Well, that's my other issue, right? Because I think magical thinking gets like... A bad rap. Well, not even a bad rap. I think it's just a term that people don't actually understand half the time. I'll be the first to say that magic and magical thinking don't actually have very much to do with each other. Right. Magical thinking is... Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a really bad example or, or just some kind of example. Like, um... Magical thinking is when you think of it as trying to keep yourself from thinking about something bad happening so something bad doesn't happen. Yeah, or or even, like, man, I was a, I was a really naughty child today, and then my dog broke out and got hit by a car, so it's my fault. It's because I wasn't a good kid. And in the weirdest way, magic is almost the opposite, that where it's like, I did something that I know should not have had this effect, but it did. And proper, quote-unquote, magic is redoing that thing over and over again until you go from this shouldn't have affected this to this affects this, and I know it because I've done it enough that I understand that this is effective magic. And if it turns out that the ritual to get your dog to break out of the house and get run over is to be a naughty child, sure, but I don't think so. <laughs> my, dog ha- my dog is fine right now. <laughs> Another thinker I wanted to briefly touch on, because I think it's an interesting sort of distinguishing idea, is the other post-Freudian um, psychologist that, well, it's a completely different class of people. Is it my favorite one? Um, well, who's your favorite? Damn, you put me on the spot. No, uh, is it Wilhelm Reich? Oh, no. But do you want to talk oh. about Reich real quick? <laughs> no. Because you're, you're the local Reichian. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I love the man too much. And I'm going to go bust some clouds after this. But <laughs> you know what? We can leave, we'll just leave that one alone for now. Well, who were you going to talk about? I was going to talk about my favorite, Lacan. Oh, duh. God, man, no wonder. You know what? Fuck your Zodiac sign. Who's your favorite post-Freudian psychologist? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you picked Adler? Mm. (laughs) No, Adler's actually really good. But Talk talk about Lacan for me. Lacan, in one of his um, seminars, has this really weird kind of conversation. I mean, okay, it's Lacan. Everything Lacan ever said is weird. Lacan is like that guy that you went to school with that is very much like you can tell he's really fucking smart, but he's always talking to you about shit that you have no clue what the fuck he's talking about. You're like, yeah, I can tell you're smart. I, I can't confirm you're smart because I have no clue what the fuck you're saying, but you sure seem smart. You just described a magician. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the answer Lacan is, is totally they're not magician. smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he has this really interesting diatribe where he, he the thing he's really discussing is causality and the subject he distinguishes between religion science psychoanalysis and magic and it's it's fascinating to see this kind of strange discussion of four things that honestly those four things are contemporary occultism in a in a nutshell 
It's religion, it's science, it's psychoanalysis and magic. If you got, if you had art come up as the thumb, you'd be set. Oh, right, right. You'd have yeah. a full hand. So um, just to give you like a weird quote here for you to ponder over. The whole process that led to this current trend in psychoanalysis no doubt goes back, first of all, to the analyst's guilty conscience about the miracles his speech performs. He interprets the symbol and lo and behold, the symptom, which inscribes the symbol in letters of suffering in the subject's flesh, disappears. This thought maturgy is unbecoming to us. For after all, we are scientists and magic is not a justifiable practice. So we disclaim responsibility by accusing the patient of magical thinking. Before long, we'll be preaching the gospel according to Levi Brule to him. Mm. Like, I think that's a fascinating idea that... Lacan is ultimately kind of in a, I mean, there's a lot more going on there and actual Lacanians will fucking come at me for this, but Lacan is kind of in a way trying to dissuade this idea that what psychoanalysis in particular is about isn't something that couldn't be very, very closely related to magic to begin with. So the, I think the interesting part, especially in regards to that particular quote equating the uh the words of the psychologist or the, the therapist or whatever the proper psychiatrist whatever the proper word is i always get those three mixed up because i'm an idiot. analyst i get think i guess because it's psychoanalysis right psychoanalysis right, right. the point being is that it, it's equating these the the use and the method of of a psychoanalysis to magic a sort of miraculous healing through like what i said earlier is that this should not have had this effect and i understand that psych actual psychoanalysis the doctor doesn't just say something and then all of a sudden you're better well i mean that's what lacan is saying like lacan is almost pointing out that like that's how the 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 annals and in the you know the person being analyzed is going to feel about this and that goes back to this sort of idea of the dynamic of the analyst and the patient, right? That well, here's the, the here's the thing, right? The earliest magic practitioners that we can really point at as far as historical record or tradition are the medicine man, the healer, the person using the unconventional means to bring about the healing of the wounded and the injured. Right, yeah. So, you know, point at where... Who is your modern who who is your modern faith healer I guess you're uh the the guy that's going to make you sit on the couch and talk about your mother and that's why cognitive behavioral therapy is whack <laughs> I, <laughs> I demand you to, I demand you give me magic words or if you're a, if you're a reikian like me twist me into a pretzel while you say weird stuff to me like you are a combination um, like you're a combination chiropractor and I, I, I'm trying to think of something to add on there, but I just keep going like wizard, but it's like, that's literally what we're talking about. It's wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me with your magic crystal gun. That's got the organ. <laughs> All I'm saying is that you can get your at home Reiki and therapy taken care of with just a really good compression gun and those Israel regardy tapes. Uh, and if that doesn't work, there's a box. <laughs> Get in since your ass want to axe Oregon. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're accumulating Oregon. 
<laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I have made far too many orgone accumulator memes in my lifetime. William S. Burroughs sat in an orgone, uh, orgone accumulator and smoked weed, and then he'd write. Yeah. There's your um, fun fact for the day. <laughs> your, your other fun fact is the possibly apocryphal thing of there was um, a guy who got really big into the orgone accumulator because he would say it was going to help his wife's um, mental health. And it was really just because he wanted her to like, it's great. It's great for me because she just sits in a box for a couple hours every day. Oh man. That's so fucked up. You wouldn't even have to tell me it helps. If somebody just said, Hey, do you want to sit in a box for a couple hours? I'd be like, that's all I've wanted to do today. (laughs) I feel like we've kind of, we, we branched out in a couple different directions on magic. We attempted to not meander and boy, did we meander. We meandered like a Greek labyrinth. Holy shit. (laughs) I do have one parting thought as far as chaos magic. Go for it. Your dear uncle spare lovingly referred to, uh, Freud and Jung as junk and fraud. So, uh, your chaos magic progenitor thought these guys were a bunch of fucking hokum. And who are you going to listen to? Some coked up psycho, some guy that <laughs> had two wives, or the dude that lived with a bunch of cats. <laughs> Choose your path, magician. Although I make the two, I make the two wives thing sound like that was a good thing. I I am a, I'm a firm believer that what Young did to his wife is fucking abhorrent. And they're like, oh well, she was cool with it. Ain't no way, ain't no fucking way she was cool with it. No, I mean <laughs> we have um, I believe his one of his children talked about his um wife being really fucking upset about it. Yeah, wouldn't you? And then the the thing that everyone else the thing that everyone else forgot forgets about is that he totally abandoned Wolf for um. Uh, Von Franz afterwards because he's like I need to learn about alchemy and I have to have a relationship with a different student to oh learn my, about it oh my god that's the other that was the one thing we didn't touch on is that like that's the other perfect example of people taking magic and then trying to make it psychoanalysis stuff the whole al- guys if anybody doesn't know alchemy was totally about trying to make gold I mean honestly if you if you are one of those people that think that alchemy was not about a transformation of physical metals and that it was secretly a internal psychological thing, please go read In Pursuit of Gold. It is one of the few books that seems to actually take the concept of alchemy seriously as a as not just like pre-science science and not as like a metaphor. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is that they didn't want to they didn't want to go oh man, there were a bunch of spooky wizards trying to make gold back in them days. So it's like they're, they're trying to give it a, a sense of legitimacy by just going, oh, this is like veiled secret wisdom tradition. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm even sure that the later into it, where as, as, <laughs> as people realized that, shit, we ain't, we're not going to get gold after all, <laughs> alchemy definitely took on a nature of metaphor. And I'm sure that the the use of alchemy as metaphor can be very useful. But alchemy was alchemy was about trying to turn lead into gold. That was the that was the point. 
All I'm saying is Ed, Edward when when Edward Kelly got thrown in prison for not turning shit into gold after he said he was going to, he it wasn't because he's like, no, you don't understand. It's a secret. It's like yeah. it's about an it's internal t- thing. It's because you told the Rajah you could make fucking gold. <laughs> uh. Fucking pissed now. And you slept with my wife too. <laughs> oh wait, now that's the What's parting thought. What's up with thought. alchemists and sleeping with other people's wives? What's with psychologists and sleeping with other people's wives? <laughs> What's with people just sleeping with other people's wives? Wait, where's my wife? <laughs> I'm curious if the polyamory crowd is going to be mad at us for being like young had two wives and that's fucked up. Like, no, guys, you have to like no, 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 she no, was no. Not running okay with, off with they, your they second wife after your last kid was born. Just disappearing, like up. Oh, last son's <laughs> gone. Better, she dried up. Better go. Uh, better go on vacation. They, they didn't have a. They didn't have a a, a good heart to heart about it. He just did that shit, and then she just had to be okay with it because <laughs> she wasn't gonna destroy her life or wreck the poor children's lives either. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, let's let's get on to the fucking news because we uh, went way we too hard are, on this. Oh man, we've we have already meandered. So it's gonna be a much. it's gonna be a brisk episode. This is gonna be short and easy, and then fucking Fuck. five minutes later, and you know what else? <laughs> uh, okay. okay. All right. Well, shall we? Yeah. You want me to do the yeah do, do the, the bit. jingle? What's in the news? What is in the new? Oh, you're still going. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> what's in the news indeed? Oh, and you guys already know what's in the fucking news because that's why we're talking about it. They came from above. Right. It's been invasion of the body snatchers all fucking for like the last week and a half. It started with the goddamn balloon. And didn't we talk about the balloon already? We've already talked about the Chinese balloon. But yeah, but now it's like now more of them have shown up. There's random shit going over Alaska. You know, uh, airspace is being secured and stuff getting shot down. I think one of them was a a ballooners club saw the commotion and decided now would be a perfect time to send up one of their monitoring balloons. And it was just for a thing. But Biden shot had them shoot it down and I have a feeling that that was definitely intentional they wanted to get shot down probably because they thought it'd be funny fair play (laughs) um have you heard about the the Mosul orb no I haven't yeah it happened in um 2016 but people are like now bringing up like hey we saw metallic orbs before over Iraq and you guys didn't say shit about it. Do you want to like talk about it now? Well, and they're like, as, nah. as things are going on, we're basically showing more and more UFO sightings that don't have normal explanations and were just reported and then shoved in a file somewhere. I personally think this is just me. I think that stuff like this is used to get people distracted by crazy out there shit you know what i mean for any of you who don't know look into the guy that really started blowing the whistle on area 51 look into hell just just like literally anybody there's there's so many instances of like the cia basically giving people whole whole rabbit holes of 
alien invader UFO encounter type stuff where it's like, it's people from another world. You have to warn the press. You know, like telling them all kinds of crap like that to basically get them to go off sounding like crazy people rather than anybody get wind of experimental aircraft testing, experimental weaponry, anything that could actually... I won't say be in the realm of possibility, but things that are closer to the realm of possibility than little green men in a fucking space, fucking spaceship. There's active disinformation going on to keep people preoccupied with crazy shit. You'll notice that like, if you really look, this probably isn't an uptick in UFO activity. This is an uptick in reporting and shooting shit down. And they're doing it for a reason whether it's just to overcompensate for the particular Chinese balloon thing or if it's to distract you from other shit, who knows? Yeah, I think it's interesting how quickly the narrative changes. Lots of people were super duper ready to say that like, oh my God, the aliens are here a couple years ago when they were like, yeah, here's like confirmed UFO footage for the first time. And we saw that weird little thing that could like make turns in air that shouldn't be aerodynamically possible with the technology we have. Yeah. And now that it's the government like shooting down UFOs and being tight lipped about it, everyone's like, no, this isn't real. This is just, um, this is bullshit to distract you. They're going to try to pull a watchman on you and unite the world under one government by saying that the aliens are attacking. Project Blue Beam is another one that's getting thrown around. Where it's like faking, yeah. uh, you're gonna fake the rapture or some shit. But it, it's it's yeah, literally the I, same side. It's the, it's the idea of like you're gonna do some sort of paranormal false flag so that you can pull the rug out from under everyone. I think it talks more to people's willingness to distrust the quote unquote mainstream narrative in a way that's not really threatening to it in any real way. Well, one of the most disempowering things you can do is view the world as a vast conspiracy beyond your control it gives you all the answers that you need but also it removes any chance you have of fighting back against it oh yeah it's like the um it's like the anti-gun narrative of like oh well you shouldn't you don't need a, a rifle to defend yourself from the government because the government has tanks and nukes and stuff so if they wanted to kill you they wouldn't it's like yeah but that completely destroys any sort of argument that like it maybe it's possible that if a bunch of people tried to take over an area of the United States or something like that, they could, that, you know, the U S government wouldn't be willing to just like nuke them into annihilation. Maybe it'll look really bad if the U S government just decided to like start mowing down citizens left and right. Well, I mean, when armed militias take over government buildings, they usually get high fives from the police and you know, they definitely don't get nuked. <laughs> I mean, and it's it it breaks down like every other sort of um like now when you want to hoard a bunch of guns and not and a, when you want to hoard a bunch of guns, uh, mind your own business, but you got weird religious beliefs. That's when the government will come and kick your shit in. <laughs> oh yeah, right. That's when they, that's when it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yep. especially during election years. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the the whole point is, is I see this stuff and I already go. Bull, who fucking cares? This is all, this is, what are you actually distracting me from? Well, and I, I think that's part of what I wanted to talk about. Cause I had somebody like 
posts this huge diatribe about all these governments doing things. Like, I think um, some Russian um, government building had, like, anti-aircraft weaponry put on top of it around <laughs> the same time. And they're like, yeah, because oh, it's the fucking, because it's the UFOs. Or, you know, and, and when I said, like, the, I said what I think this is, it's like, yeah, this is rising Cold War tensions all over again. Like we said last episode mm, or yeah. two episodes ago. I don't remember what, you know, it, the, the halftime show for the Cold War is over. We're getting ready to go back to the big three duking it out. Yeah. Can I can I just say that you said it was a government building? Imagine if it was just like a Russian DMV, basically. And they're like, <laughs> we, <laughs> we must be ready. <laughs> I'm tired of them sending drones in when they need their license. I'm not talking to an RC helicopter again. I suppose. Do we want to talk about the 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 magical um, explanation for why there's fucking UFOs? Well, is it the Jungian collective unconscious UFO thing again? Oh, it's <laughs> I knew no, that. No, it's drone. it's it's orgone collecting in the air. <laughs> That's what it is. It's it's fucking the that's what the the anti aircraft weapons they were putting up there. It's on the cloud bursters. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's uh. anti cloud burster technology. <laughs> but um, no, no, no. <laughs> what it actually is is somehow a castration metaphor. <laughs> I think the Cold War needs to return to Freud. Is what it, <laughs> but no, what I the the magical explanation for this is is really the same thing that it always has been for UFOs is that there is a strange phenomena going on that has arguably been going on well before we had anything close to the technology to be doing these sorts of things. So uh, maybe it's interdimensional demons or it's the Fey or it's <laughs> geomagnetics in the earth causing responses from the human nervous system. Maybe it is, as Alistair Crowley said, they were, you know, they used to be called angels and demons. Soon they'll be called something else. And then on the other hand, there is the power of myth. There is the power of suggestion. Remember that our understanding and um, archetype, for lack of a better word, of the men in black didn't exist until one particular story started getting thrown around during the the beginnings of the UFO panic in America. Now, and then the other thing is that there's active misinformation. There's people who benefit from you from you going, oh, "Watch the skies, watch the skies." So because if they if they have you looking for little green men, you you won't be so inclined to believe that it's their experimental, you know, hologram technology being shot into the into the uh the ionosphere or whatever the fuck. You know, if you're busy looking at the sky, you're not looking at someone picking your pocket. That's true. That's true. Uh, Prometheus Rising actually has a good example of this where it's it presents the idea of somebody claims to have seen a UFO. Reporters show up, start reporting on it, soon to be followed by various government agencies who have different agendas because a lot of them don't actually talk to each other and a lot of them don't want to talk to each other. So some people are actively encouraging the idea. Other people are trying to actively quash it and just say, like, shut the hell up and we won't hear about it. Then the UFO cultists show up and they've got their own ideas. And then the, you know, religious fundamentalists show up saying that it's, it's demons. 
then I show up and I'm like, Hey, I'm selling UFO t-shirts and, you know, and it's just an understanding of how hard it is to get to the actual facts of anything that happened. Because before people even know what the hell it is, 14 different groups will coalesce to tell you what it is so that you'll stop asking questions. The thing I want to stress more than anything to these people is that this probably isn't actual UFOs. And if it was, you're already fucking dead anyway, because if there's a civilization of any kind that's advanced enough to send fucking ships from, it would have to be like outside of the fucking solar system. Well, then for the, you're for the record, they're, they're totally UFOs. Anything. Well, I mean, yeah. But if I, mean, I can't like, tell you what it is, aliens. it's a UFO. <laughs> but is it an extraterrestrial presence? Unlikely. <laughs> it, well, because everything's other, well, a UFO if you're really bad at identifying shit. <laughs> if you can shoot it down, it's not an extraterrestrial. That's all. That's what I'll say. If, if you got, I won't even go that far. I just you think got, that, like, no, more no, than no. Likely, if you got, if, if you can get faster than light travel, then I should not be able to hit you down with my pea shooter attached to a jet engine yeah i guess so all right with that said let's talk about the huge tragedy that's happening in the earth as opposed to the sky there have been multiple train derailments and other um crashes that have led to lots of fucking chemicals getting released into the public and people are getting fucked up by it yeah, the big one is in Palestine, Ohio, which when I heard that, I thought was a fucking joke. <laughs> uh, a train derailed with hazardous materials on it. Basically, they're calling this Chernobyl light. Oof. Notably, they were, they were actively lying to people saying, no, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But the chemical, the various chemicals that were here, and I, I wish, I know I looked it up and I, I can't remember the name, but basically... The stuff's already getting into the water. It's, uh, there is a story going on that it's, it's formed a giant death cloud that is causing hydrochloric acid rain and all that stuff. And I don't know if that, that's well, I not have seen accurate. The death cloud. Yeah. Oh, no, no. The death cloud is like the, the horrible, just like, you know, plume. The man, the tall man with the wide hat is definitely there. But, uh, is it causing like, you know, death rain. I don't think so. I don't think, I honestly don't think that's how science works, but I could be wrong about that. At the same time, the government has, uh, the Biden administration has denied aid to the place. People were told everything was fine. And then they turned around and said, no, nah, you got to get the fuck out of here. This is bad. <laughs> and uh, I have a funny feeling that perhaps like Chernobyl, these are people that will be told, hey, you need to evacuate. It's only temporary. And then, this might, you know, the, the land, it, it, hell, I mean, we're actually, we're already, we've already seen what happens when the water supply for our town gets completely fucked. Look at Flint. Nothing was done about it. Yeah. Yeah. And we still have, we still have fucking lead yeah, in the water. In the water. And no one cares. No and one fucking cares. It, and I'm sure that will be what happens to Palestine and East Palestine, Ohio. Well, okay. Governor Mike DeWine or DeWine, I don't know how you say it said a request for medical experts from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has been granted and officials should be arriving early next week to help prop up a clinic for patients. We know the science indicates that this water is safe, the air is safe, but we also know it's very understandable that residents of East Palestine are concerned. 
And this is attached to an article about people having headaches and rashes and other symptoms that now that's they the other might be. that's the other dangerous end of it too though it's like the hysteria that I'm sure will come from mm. this because if I had anything remin if I had anything reminiscent to this going on in my backyard I know for a fact people would be losing their fucking shit even if even if it was safe well I, yeah that's the that's the problem people would be losing it now the other thing is I don't believe you. You say it's safe, and it's like you you were telling people it was that they didn't need to evacuate, and then you turned around and told them to evacuate. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah. And to be, at the beginning of COVID, you said we were it was all contained and we're good. Yeah, it's like none of this shit. You guys just lie about shit. That's how it works. Whenever there's a something that could be, you guys told us not to that we didn't need masks because you wanted to prevent a rush on necessary medical equipment. Like, this is just the facts that you guys, the, the government plays a bigger picture game with us and will actively lie to you regardless of whether or not it's in your individual best interest because they have an idea of what's better for everybody. And I'm not going to sit here and claim that the government is always the nefarious string puller lying to the people for whatever reason, but I will. I, I'm not going to... Demons. I, I was going to say... Out, demon, out. <laughs> literal... <laughs> <laughs> but but they definitely but they're definitely not above lying to people if they have a proper justification in their mind that's all it comes down to is that you can't that no one that's in that area right now should be believing that shit because it's not even close to the first time the government has lied about something being safe and then it not being fucking safe and i, I think that there's a lot that goes into it too about I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying this there are times where a government standard or a government, um, you know, measurement metric, whatever word you want to use of what is safe is not actually safe. They say, well, it's only got this, you know, it's only got two parts per million here. And then it turns out, Oh wait, one part per million will have a long-term it's detrimental health. Yeah. yeah. We'll have, you know, that sort of thing. So there are times where they're not even technically lying. They're going by the, what their information is. It's just the but fact that the information they're using is already misleading. Fucking... Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't yeah. the only train derailment, the one in East Palestine. There was one in fucking uh, Southeast Michigan too. Yeah. I, I heard about that one a couple days ago when it happened. And my understanding for that one is that it wasn't nearly as bad where it was like, uh, yeah, nothing's leaking. We already hauled the the train cart that had that the the particular train cart that had the hazardous materials out of there. We should be all right. But it's it's also it's the balloon thing. It's one happened that was horrifying. Don't get me wrong. The consequences for this are going to be horrifying. So now any train derailment that happens, they're going to be looking for the hot word of hazardous material, and then they're going to run with it that's part of just the media scare machine because they know if you're scared, you'll keep watching. But that being said, train derailments have been fairly common in the last couple of years. And that's not a good thing. Well, you know, we're, we at CMN are very big on trains. We love, love trains. Em. Love them. That's like the only thing we like about China is like, God damn it. Do they got trains? Boy, you can make you a train. God damn it. Chugga, 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 chugga. Yeah. Choo, choo. 
So, but at the, you know, it, it, it's, it's becoming more and more common that trains just completely fucking derail. And I can, I can't come up with any, I don't know what the reason for it is. I don't know crumbling if it's the, infrastructure. a lack of safety regulate. I was going to say, is it crumbling infrastructure? Is yeah. it lack of regulation? Is it just the fact that we're hiring fucking winos to drive the trains? I no, don't we're, know. We're hiring people. This we're, is a problem. We're doing things like telling them that they can't strike. Remember? <laughs> Remember? Oh yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, the people yeah. running, the, the anybody working for the railroads are fucked. <laughs> they're they're in terror. Yeah. They're not getting paid enough. They don't get sick days. They don't get treated like human beings. And they're told that they can't. And then we wonder why the yeah. shit's just falling yeah, apart randomly. Yeah, why this. shit fucking up like this? It's like it's because you treat them like fucking garbage, buddy. <laughs> Crumbling infrastructure, and then the people that are working it are fucked. No wonder. You don't need it. yeah, it's, I, I keep seeing people saying like this is an attack. That's like when there was the couple incidents at, at, at like a couple very large meat packing plants and they were like, our meat industry is under attack. They're trying to undermine it. And it's like, you know, no, if, if you want to watch if you want to watch things like food and uh, supply lines, the railroads, anything you want to watch any of that fuck up, just wait 10 minutes. Yeah. Like the the way that our system operates is entirely unsustainable and this shit is just going to keep happening and keep happening until you address the problems. You don't need people attacking shit. Or or on another note, you know, if we are going to talk about the idea of uh attacking a country, not just America, a lot of countries are like this at this mm. point. But if you want to attack them, it's like you don't have to do a whole lot. The American electrical grid is in such a piss poor situation that you don't you barely have to do shit before the domino effect knocks out the power from the carolinas to texas right i i guess the only argument against it is that it's not uncommon for people to be attacking you know structures that provide services and necessities to people uh there's a certain pipeline that got uh blown the fuck up and america said up and down that it wasn't us and They've pretty much proven that it was us. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Just saying, folks. On the international scale, you just got to get maybe six months away from the incident. And then you can just say you did it. And <laughs> nobody cares. Everybody <laughs> forgot about it. I mean, hell, like fucking like two years and you admit that you did it afterwards. It's not even going to get a fucking thing in the paper. Yep. Yep. That's why the CIA waits like 10 years. And then, and then the fact that they, they, uh, grabbed a, they grabbed an eight year old Somalian child and, uh, made a, a, a live action Muppet with them. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. We, and then you ask them what, why'd they do it? I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> they just say that, but it's been so long and all the files are redacted properly. No one has any consequences. Then it just turns into the CIA sending, you know, fucking people with fangs and black clothes into the Philippines. Yeah. It's to a fun- just convince them not to, to fight commies. God, man. Like it, it's one of those things that if you're only half listening, it sounds like the coolest fucking shit ever. <laughs> the CIA used vampires <laughs> to fight the communists. Wait, what? Dude, this issue of Batman's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Call my agent. But instead yeah, it's, I mean, you know, the, instead it's horrible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, I promised you an attack in the seas as well, so we get the sea, land, and air thing going. So you want you want my little thing here? I don't know if I can take another one. China laser not enough to activate U.S. defense pact. 
The Philippines, hey, there's the Philippines. Philippine, the Philippine president said that Chinese Coast Guard's use of military-grade laser against a Philippine uh, patrol vessel in the disputed South China Sea was not enough for him to invoke a mutual defense treaty with the United States. So there you go. There's our tragedy happening in the sea. The South China Sea our, um, debacle is still going strong, and I only see this resulting in armed conflict eventually. They used a laser on them? Yeah, it's a, they shot a laser at them. So, okay, hypothetically, because I don't know the situation. <laughs> he said it wasn't bad enough for him to invoke the mutual defense agreement, right? Is that basically yeah. him calling them? Sh is that basically him going like, your shit's weak, fam? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's honestly... It was the Chinese battle cruiser and it was just one asshole with a laser pointer over the side. Oh, God. I'm going to get it. <laughs> get fucked, Philippines. Despite the fact that it was a military-grade laser that was pointed at our Coast Guard, I do not think that it's sufficient for it to trigger the mutual defense treaty. This is just the Philippine president being honest and being and saying, I'm not trying to cause an actual fucking war over them pointing a laser at me. Okay, well, hold on, cool, hold on. But one, one more, and this is just the vagary of language. Pointed as in they aimed it at them or pointed as in like, the, you know, like you're pointing a laser at somebody. So they, they, they were actively getting hit with this thing. Let's see. If it was just like, yo, they like, why were you? <laughs> if it's just the image, like the, if, if it's literally just like they had it pointed at them, they're like, don't do it. it I'm not, I'm it not going to do it. It blinded some people on the ship is what it did. Not permanently, but it briefly blinded them. This, okay, so this so was a laser. To, this was a laser pointer, having. dude. They were it's just being dicks. They were just being <laughs> dicks. They were like, think, think. <laughs> oh, what a bunch of yahoos. Oh, my God. You're fucking with nuclear war. <laughs> oh, Cut in Sun Ra's so, nuclear war right here. Nuclear war. Yeah. Nuclear war. Talking about okay. it's a motherfucker. Don't you know? If you push that button, if they push that oh button, God, that's your ass got to go. Your ass got to go. Not even gonna cut the oh, song man. in now. Just keep. <laughs> this is a brisk episode. No, I'm going right? to, and then it's gonna happen. <laughs> Whisk, baby. <laughs> well, okay. So we had we had. Think we had trouble in the skies, we had trouble on land, and we had trouble in the water. Now we have trouble from the sun. Dude, I can't take it An anymore. Group Please is don't. <laughs> no. <An act> what do you mean? I thought space was the place. An activist group is spreading misinformation to stop solar projects in rural America. Oh. Oh. Okay, that's not so bad. Just kill them. <laughs> it, guys, guys, I, I, I think all of the listeners who completely agree with us, right? We completely agree with you, listener. All of your opinions, we're behind you 100%. We love you, and you're so smart. Yeah, you're so smart and pretty, and you smell really good. And um, I think we're all in agreement here because we all agree on everything. So why don't we just kill everyone that disagrees with us, and things will be fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see what else we got. Adderall shortage forces some patients to scramble, ration, or go without. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I was just thinking about that clip being inevitably played at my court hearing. 
<laughs> Adderall shortage forces some patients to scramble, ration, or go without. Yeah, the medication shortage thing is is actually because it's you see it happening with a lot of drugs, and it's I don't know, it's mostly sad, especially with something like Adderall, where people that function very well when they have their meds, and then when they don't, they're just it's 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 awful. At the same time, though, it's um I can't help but blame college students. Oh, the 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 abuse of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 entirely kidding. But you know. now on on another on another level, I I do I won't say I I know this, but it's one of those things that I've read that you know Adderall in general is something that is over prescribed quite a bit, and the same way that arguably antidepressants are over prescribed to large portions of the population. Because it's easier to have uh, biopharma answers to problems than to actually address what the issue is. So, yeah, I mean, the, the biological I, or, or the, uh, the chemical model for mental health was something that has been addressed by much more intelligent people than myself. So it's, but it's, it's pretty common. I mean, let's just be honest. That's what, when people tell you that you need to go work on your mental health, Half the time, what they're really thinking is like, you need to go get on some fucking meds. One in four women are on antidepressants. Yeah. Does that make anybody uncomfortable? If it's one in four, I mean, I can't help but wonder if maybe it's not the fucking women's fault. I tend to look at a lot of this with the Jay Krishnamurti answer. I hate Jay Krishnamurti, but he does make for a good quote. It is no measure of health to be well-adjusted in a profoundly sick society. And I think we have a profoundly sick society. So no wonder yeah, a lot, I mean, you no know, wonder so many people are on, you know, and it's that thing. It's like, if you weren't on the antidepressants, you, 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 you'll probably have some vice that you're using. Yeah. I mean, we, ha we live in a, we live in a world right now that more people suffer from diagnosed mental illness than any other time. More children have various issues of depression and anxiety than any other period and i'm sure plenty of people just go like oh well that's because it was massively underdiagnosed and ignored for many years but i can't help but feel that it's more of a, a statement against the kind of world we live in agreed absolutely agreed and it's it's not a controversial statement to say that like the world we live in is really fucked and that perhaps mental illness is a perfectly understandable response to living in a world that seems bleak and hopeless and on the brink of ufo nuclear war at any moment and then all and the trains don't even run yeah you can't and you don't even have trains in most places yep yep uh, you want to go back to the meat thing for a minute because i have something horrible for that too oh my god everything's fucked right. sustained you know you remember the, like oh it's an attack on our on our meat um, packing plants and such. Yeah. Guess what? What? Company that puts children to work in meat packing plants in Kansas and Nebraska pay maximum fine. $12. <laughs> $12 whole dollars was their fine. All I'm saying is that it's like, you're wondering why they're like burning down and shit because they have children in them. Because <laughs> there's kids working here and they're like, oh no, it's a fire. What do I do? And they freak the hell out because there's eight. An investigation found children working overnight shifts at 13 meat packing plants in eight different states. 
fucking, they're not even, like, they're, they're like, all right, you're, you're done at school. Time to get on the fucking line, Timmy. Holy fuck. That's actually horrifying. No one wants to work. <laughs> no one wants to work. Oh, my God. That's Bring us your child. Stuff. Bring us your child. We will force <laughs> them into labor. How Florida's Republican supermajority handed Ron DeSantis unfettered power. I mean, what do you mean? How is that news? You're, you're telling me that you're telling me that when you have a bunch of people that agree with you, that, that you get to do whatever you want because they agree with you. Shocking. It's going to blow up fucking in their fucking shocked. face when a Democratic governor sneaks in. Then <laughs> he's just going to have carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he pleases. And they're going to be like, shit, shouldn't have given him all that power. Let's swing the yeah. pendulum back this way. And that's American politics. Yep. Jimmy Carter, 98, opts for hospice care after a string of hospital visits. Oh, uh, Carter's on the way out? Yep, Carter's on the way out. He's man. 98, though. Man, that sucks. Is he, he might be the oldest president to survive that long, right? Like, I can't, well, I can't remember how old. You know, I'll, I'll just old, say I mean, this. I think personally that Jimmy Carter, <laughs> just say it rest in piss old man fuck you you were president that means you're awful anyone who is ever president is a terrible human being i don't care how many houses you built to assuage your guilt you old fucking codger oh he, he teaches sunday school though he's so nice he shook Demon. the hand of everybody on that plane you shook the hand of the devil <laughs> Yeah. I fuck mean, you. Fuck Jimmy Carter. If you knew how to run a campaign, I, I, you could have saved us from Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Kamala Harris says Russia has committed crimes against humanity. She committed crimes sure. against humanity with them ugly ass pantsuits. Oh. Rest man. in piss, old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, oh God. I, These are terrible. So, anyway, the. the <laughs> I love how it's like, you know, when, when Hillary Clinton was running for president, it was like, lock him up. And when Kamala Harris was running, she's like, I'll lock you up. <laughs> uh, Committed war crimes. Her. What have y'all been doing? Fuck. <laughs> you, you little hungry, hungry hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're so mad right now. I don't, I don't care is my thing. I think you're, I think just about every... Every inch of every political system is a sick joke for the most part. There's very little people who are actually interested in helping anyone but hel besides helping themselves to whatever the hell is in your pockets. It, it's cynical and it's sad. The, the problem is that you can point to the marginal amount of good that some of these people do, and it's like in, in the 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 face of the overwhelming damage you have done to the world and probably all of the horrible shit you had to do to get to that position in the first place. I don't care. Fuck off. I'm, I'm in agreement there. I just, just fuck. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh, I don't need to pick a side and say like, Oh, well I think these people are good. You're all fucking awful. Genuinely. I think most of the people who are, who have tried to do good in the world out of a, a love and compassion for their fellow man, generally those people get killed by the demons that I have so much animosity for. And generally they're not in fucking office. Yeah, they, they don't get elected in the first place. 
And then they normally make so much noise that they get fucking murdered. <laughs> my sweet boy is uh, agreeing with me. Do you hear him? No, I don't, but I'm sure, you don't hear I'm my sure cat? he's doing great. He's, he walked no. right up to me as I was talking and he meowed as if to say, Father, I have heard the words. Oh, God. Uh, Arkansas Senator asked trans woman if she has a penis. Demons. Yeah, literal demons. Just being shitty people to be shitty people. Just, just tell me, honestly. It's like, do you have a penis? It's like, why? What? Brother, we are, we are on camera. Yeah. We're in, yeah. We are in a judiciary committee meeting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the answer to that, if you're not ready to put it in your mouth, don't ask. Oh, God. And if you are, oh, then don't do it during a fucking judiciary meeting. <laughs> what else do we have? Is there anything? Is there any good goddamn news? All of Congress uh, opens up the chest cavity of a beagle puppy. <laughs> Democrats say it was done very humanely. Yep. Republicans say that the we need to think of the children and open them up too. Taliban bans contraception, calling use a Western conspiracy. <laughs> like, goddamn. I know some Westerners that say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you should go, y'all should go live with each other. Oh, man. Um, North Korea shoots a missile. Before, it misses um, u.s south <laughs> if i had any political power that's what i would do after i was done um after i got up in the morning and i pushed the dead hooker off of my bed and i oh, smoked oh, my man. i smoked my cigar that was hand rolled by an orphan you know whatever you know all that stuff i would take one of my blood money checks Go down, to the, go down to the post office, buy some stamps, and I would just send a postcard to every member of the North Korean military every time they had a missile launch, and it would just say missed. God, is there really any fucking good news at all? Is there anything good happening anywhere? I had a pretty good sandwich before this started. Is that news? That's, that's, what kind <laughs> of sandwich was it? Uh, Ham. That sounds good. I guess that's good news. You know, I got a, I, I got a sandwich for you too, but it's a, a knuckle, knuckle sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I just we started off really strong, like actually trying to do some in depth analysis. So I figured we had to just go like blitzkrieg crazy and just talking shit about how fucked everything is. Was that what you were doing? Because I was just, I just got sad and I just wasn't able to keep looking at the news without being like, this is just bad stuff. The minute you say rest in piss, old man talking about a former president, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're jumping the shark. And you can like cut up I don't, and I don't know. I mean, that you can cut up and bleep these however you see fit. It's totally fine. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bleeping that. Fuck Jimmy Carter. I guess we need something to cheer us up after the news segment. Oh boy. What 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 can we do? I mean, um I I have some some old articles that were going to be in episodes like from last year that just never made it. We can look at those real quick. Maybe smile yeah, about sure. some stuff. See if anything's yeah. funny. What you got? Let's see. From Tablet Mag, finding the magic in Shimini at Zert. <laughs> Of it, you know, it wouldn't be an episode if you didn't completely bungle a pronunciation right out the rip. 
<laughs> Shimini at Zaret. For those of you that don't know what the hell this is talking about, like this, this uh, subheadline will tell you. For the witches at the Jew witch camp, observing the holiday means combining Jewish prayer with Nego pagan rituals. Bro, uh, I don't know what to do with this. Oh man! Like, next, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on here. Next. It's very, hang on, from a quote from somebody. It's, it's very much about tapping into Canaanite slash pagan roots, said Susie. A Jewish camp story goes by. Wait, wait, wait. Canaanite, like Moloch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's yeah. this camp, Bohemian Grove? <laughs> I just think that that's like the worst name you could ever come up with. It's it, it's literally, you know, it's it's Jewish. It's, so it's Jewish. It's like. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get it. I'm sure it's it's. I'm sure you guys think it's cute, but I'm not okay with that. That's just how about like weird. A, how about a sandwich? <laughs> a knuckle sandwich. Uh, wow. Oh lord. Well, that one's not going anywhere. I mean, I, I I'm probably already gonna get called an anti semite because I I immediately went to Moloch and Bohemian Grove. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, this this was a nice episode, and this was, you know what it, it was fun doing this podcast with you. But when I am carted away at the end of this recording, <laughs> what practical magic taught me about life, love, and the importance of sisterhood? Nothing. Practical magic came out in 1998 when I was nine years old. It was a fixture of my childhood and high school years. It feels like every fall I would pop the movie into my VCR and get absorbed into a world of magic. Have you seen Practical Magic? No, I heard that and I just immediately I thought it's like, isn't that that book that we were reading? <laughs> it's like, please don't tell me that you like, that did not help anybody. No, that's not true. It it taught me how to make a really, really bitchin' girl. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, Sandra Bullock and um who's the other actress? And Nicole Kidman are sisters in like a spiritual family, and it's it's definitely not a movie that's like aimed at me. I suppose, it's definitely like, not a movie. <laughs> we made this up. Bamboozled. What else do we have? Why paganism and witchcraft are making a comeback. On a recent trip to Salem, Massachusetts, I heard the same question. Is magic really real? For me, the answer is yes. I will. I, oh God, I can't. I can't do this. We we tried. This is supposed to be making us happy, and I'm just getting sadder hearing this. I'm just looking up practical magic. <laughs> Listener, I'm going to read the Wikipedia article for practical magic. <laughs> Enjoy the next 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, Lord. It just seems to be like this is... Sometimes my magic is as simple as reciting an old Neapolitan incantation over a glass of wait, wine wait, to wait, strengthen wait, wait, the love wait, wait. between two like people. Like the ice cream? <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. Vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. Bring me a girl that looks like Farrah Fawcett. Bars. <laughs> Sometimes it requires more serious action, like piercing a clove of garlic with a sewing needle and spitting three times to break a spat of bad luck brought on by Malocchio, the evil eye. Whether learned from a local wait, 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 wait. or my Malocchio? grandmother as she isn't blessed that me the, by... Isn't that the puppet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God. Is that why? is that like his evil brother? No. Every time he tells a lie, his nose gets smaller. He has like a caved in face. Oh no. I I absolutely hate you. Look, man, I'm a, I'm gonna no. keep it like a buck fifty with you. This episode has gone off the rails. <laughs> We're already at like an hour and a half. We said that this was going to be a whisk episode. That's whisk, baby. And all of these, these uh, articles that you're reading, it's like, what do you want me to say about them? It's like she's talking about like a, a very baseline, probably traditional folk magic-y sort of thing. That's fine. Glad she's got it, but... I, I just think it's it's fun because you can see the line of what we've talked about over the like the last year because each one of those articles was probably for one of those fucking episodes and then just got like this one. This is a uh, the smell of magic, a new crop of sense reference, long held beliefs about the connection between perfume and the supernatural. This was probably for like the last episode where we talked about commercialization and magic and shit. What do you think magic smells like? Um, kind of like um, fruity pebbles if you leave it out a little bit too long and the milk gets it all soggy. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, we've exhausted any attempt at having a coherent and good episode here. <laughs> this was was this was such a trial. We we started out real strong. We we went a little off the rails with the psychology talk. We. We got through the um, the train derailment conversation and the UFO conversation pretty unscathed. And then it just devolved into just screaming. <laughs> ironically, we've uh, ironically, we have derailed like the train, man. <laughs> and what came out? And, toxicity. And <laughs> this episode was a oh, metaphor to your listener. <laughs> We always have an unconscious theme, and this one was <laughs> derailing in toxic clouds. Uh, let's pull the emergency stop lever and go to a, a well-worn segment that has always yielded something good, and let's hope we don't fuck it up. You want to go back to Peter Carroll's interview with a wizard and uh, see if we can find a question that we can talk about? Already on it, my friend. Oh God, no! No! Oh. It is such a good night to kiss. It is such a good night to dance. It is such a good night to Scooby Doo 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 Scooby Doo 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 Scooby Doo 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 Doo. Okay, I've got three fucking loaded ass questions. Oh no! Okay, there, there. It's just one after. These are these are bad. Also, oh, the no. phrasing of it. This is not. This is literally how the question is. All right. I'm not. Okay. I, I, I'm listening. Do you think Prince Andrew or whichever one diddled those kids? No. Hand to God. No. They. He really just asked him that. Like that diddled those kids whoa man this is the worst episode ever i know we've said that a lot but like this is legitimately the worst episode we've put together you know normally i actually co 
go away for most episodes going like, you know what? This will actually probably be pretty good. You know, sometimes I've been, sometimes I walked away saying, ah, this is going to be bad. And then it's turned out really well. This is going to be bad. <laughs> I was yelling rest and piss old man about Jimmy Carter. I, I almost, uh, ugh. this is I don't bad. Okay. Bad about it. Also, you know, Prince, my problem is I don't Prince actually Andrew feel definitely diddled those kids. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't really feel bad about it. I just understand that when you say, when you put your nuts on the table and say something like that, people can get a little, little uppity, but fuck them. I'm not running for office. Yeah. We're never going to get any sort of advertisers on here. We're never going to have to explain why we said rest in piss old man to Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Unless this goes viral and we have to talk to Jimmy Carter about it. And if that happens, I will be like, Mr. Carter, I'm just letting you know you're going to rest in piss, old man. <laughs> well, here's my caveat here, too. He's like 90-something years old and he got to be president. He had a fantastic fucking run. Like, that's more yeah, than he's, most. He's of, almost. A- he's, gotten, he's gotten more life than most of us are going to get. And he got to be president. And he's honestly one of the... He's probably one of the most beloved presidents as far as people are concerned because they just look at him like cozy old man who's working for Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, teaching Sunday school and shit. Exactly, exactly. Question 102. So you don't think there was anything fishy about those towers coming down? (laughs) Oh, wow. You really went with these ones, huh? That's really what you went with? I, I don't even want to oh answer these. God. I just want to read a couple of no, these out. Like I no, didn't realize not, this shit I'm went done. down, the, went I'm off so, the rails. I'm, I'm not so reading the answers. <laughs> I'm not even reading the answers. I'm just reading the fucking. Oh my God. I don't know, man. Here I can buy guns and weed in the same day. And a few States over, they have prostitutes. Seems like we've got it all figured out. That's not a question. <laughs> it's it's That's not. not a question. You can't just read that. <laughs> you just, <laughs> no one we are gonna lose so and, many fucking listeners on this episode because they're gonna be like all right they're officially out of content <laughs> we'll just call this the dud episode and be like be warned this one was bad <laughs> um oh, no we don't have to put this out if you don't want it's fine <laughs> no we're putting it out because we, <laughs> we we did we, we had a strong start it just went off it, it was just, it was the strongest start but like this last like 20 minutes has just been Moment after moment of people questioning whether they want to keep listening to us. You have one <laughs> more right. terrible fucking thing that was said in that book. <laughs> Just tell me when to stop, brother. <laughs> oh man, okay. They start going in. His, damn, how bad this, is it? Th- how bad is it this time? It kind of. It, I broke into a different interview, and things sort of get professional again. Oh, here's one. It just says Mars Colony? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, hell! All right, wow! All right, all right. Well, what did we learn today? <laughs> we learned uh, Jimmy Carter is going to die because he was attacked by a laser beam <laughs> from a Chinese UFO because he was lying to the American people about trains. Wow. And you know whose fault it is? Who? Carl Young. <laughs> Carl Young. <laughs> Damn you, Carl Young. Oh. How did you do that? How did you do all of this? I wasn't even conscious of any of it. <laughs> exactly. 
I guess we really need the palate cleanser question this time because I just feel dirty. <laughs> How goes the work? <laughs> okay, you'll you'll be happy to know that um I've actually gotten loads and loads done and it it really all comes down to one one simple exercise or or one one simple little little hack in my daily schedule. Oh yeah, what was that? I've just been basically demanding 10 minutes out of myself to do something to my practice. And it, it's something that I'm sure a lot of you have heard before, but it, it can really come down to anything. If you're trying to read more, if you're trying to uh, practice uh, a certain skill, whether it's an instrument or something like that, um, you know, meditation, it's literally, if you force yourself to do it for 10 minutes and you're absolutely not feeling it after those 10 minutes, stop. But most of the time you'll find that just by getting to that point, you will want to do more. I'm sure there's some psychology behind that, or uh, maybe psychology's a crock and it's all ghosts. But uh, you know, it's it's a it was a it's a trick that I've used before, and it just it just happened to be what I needed right now. So that's cool. That's the one little up uptick. Well, that is good. That does make me feel better, especially after all of this episode. Yeah. What about you? Oh boy, I have um my house is painted right now. Oh yeah, I remembered you were talking to me about that shit. Yeah, yeah you didn't it's painted. I kind of just like I kind of blew you off going like, "Well, magic isn't real, so don't worry about it." Or something <laughs> like something to that effect. Right, yeah. I did something that was like, "Don't worry about it." You didn't say anything afterwards, so I assumed it went away, so it's still going. Yeah, it's still very much here. I had an experience uh... last night that was interesting. Oh, now you're seeing it. Oh, you're fucked. Yep, yep, I'm totally fucked. I mean, I'm I'm kicking it the fuck out and or dealing with it on the terms that I need to deal with it. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but well, if you, you need anything, you folks, know that the uh the the famous uh bornless ritual was um originally a exorcism. Mm. Oh, hey, you know, fun fact, uh one of the very first instances of somebody asking me to do magic for them, and I very rarely do that. It, it was somebody asking because they thought they had a ghost in their house, and I, I, I literally, I did the bornless, I didn't do the bornless ritual yeah. as Crowley. I did it sort of in the original whatever, but, you know, because it was an exorcism, it was like, fuck, go for it. <laughs> Throw them out. So is that your plan? I've already done it a couple times and stuff, and it seems to be working for the most part. Okay. I think, well, I think what it really work. is is that I, I did some stuff to get rid of it, and then I was like, all right, it's, it's probably gone, and just didn't really worry about it. And then I kind of kept noticing a couple things. I'm like, all right, something's still here. We better get it the fuck out, though. Nothing nearly as big as the uh, thing that I'm not going to mention to the listeners, but I told you about. Right. Just uh, little, little things here and there. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you do need anything, like, let me know. I'll uh, I'll send an astral knuckle sandwich. <laughs> Rest in piss, ghost man. <laughs> that, that's my vanishing ritual. Actually, I'm just gonna walk around and be like, "Rest in piss. You won't be missed." I just wait for the ghost <laughs> to be gone. That's gonna be this episode, isn't it? It's gonna. <laughs> Rest, it's gonna be in... Rest in piss, CMN. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's perfect. Oh boy. Well, on that note, 
This has unfortunately been Chaos Magic News. Oh, the only newscast that's going to get sued by the Carter family for telling Jimmy Carter to go kill himself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We did not oh, no, say no, that. No, but no, we didn't. You're right. as always, if you want to commit self-sabotage for an audience, <laughs> you can find us at chaosmagicnews.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Chaos Magic News. Yes, and at chaosmagicnews.com, we have articles, links to the pod, interviews with some of the more fascinating figures in the occult world, and it's a lot more serious and less yelly than this episode was. <laughs> uh, I hope this was no one's first episode. That's all I'll say. I'm going to put a big old warning at this. Like, this is not our best work. I mean, if the name rest in piss, you won't be missed. <laughs> Isn't enough to turn them off. Then <laughs> I, can, I got, I can do nothing for you, son. Oh boy. All right. Oh man. Well, with that, would you like the last word? Jock strap filet. <laughs> you're going to say it. I already know you're going to say it. <laughs> No more words this episode. No one gets to say anything. This is it. Rest in piss, listener. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for suffering through that. (laughs) We'll see you next time. This has been a brisk episode. (laughs) Rest in brisk. episode we're just terrible can we delete like the second half of this episode and act like it got lost (laughs) oh my god what have we done are we done what have we done yeah i think we're actually done